0: Hello and welcome everyone to a special episode of the Culture Nerd Podcast. This week, episode 14, we're actually going to be sitting down with Michael Yu, the writer and director of the new Kickstarter, Batman Beyond Year One Fan Film. So we're going to talk to him about the project, talk to him about what makes him a geek and what what he loves about the geek fandom, and we're going to get you to know this guy so you can help him bring this project to to life, because I know... Everyone on Twitter wants a Batman Beyond project, and if Warner Brothers won't do it, the fans will build it, and they will come. So here we go. Let's talk about it. Thank you again for joining us. This is hello. This is really cool.
1: Yeah, uh, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate uh, you guys, you know, helping out, and you guys have already helped out a lot with you know, talking about the
0: film. So uh, yeah, I'm uh, honored to be on you
1: know the podcast.
0: Well, I gotta say, when you first sent me your your email, it caught me off guard, and then um, I actually uh, do on the on the Instagram side of things, uh, We Arts and um. Chris from his VFX studio. I actually do talk to both of them quite often. Oh, so awesome. when I saw their names attached to it, I'm like, wow, okay, I have to see what this is. And I, I jumped over to you guys' Kickstarter and I watched your little intro video. I saw your cast and crew list and it looked fantastic. It looks like quite literally everything I've wanted um, from a Batman Beyond movie that we should have gotten decades ago. <laughs> so. Thank
1: you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the I think coolest things about this project is we've just been able to bring on so many talented people. So um, very excited to kind of have everyone you know put their minds together and their efforts together and make something really awesome.
2: How did you first get into Batman Beyond? You know, it's uh I feel like there are now in comic book world, it is a very established storyline. But back for us 90s kids, it was a cartoon and it was like a really big deal, and it was such a great continuation of the Batman cartoon, which had been around forever and just be like, oh, this is the next chapter. When did you fall in love with Batman Beyond?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I'm in a similar boat with you guys, right? Just growing up, um, watching it as a kid. um, And obviously, there are all the other classics in the animated series. So it's not really like there's any one, I think, that, you know, stands out as, like, the best. It's really just all of them there were um, amazing and and cool and fun and inspirational for us. Um, But I think, you know, where it leads to now is that, Batman Beyond, is just, it's like that last untouched property that hasn't had anything yet. So that's kind of what's uh, been brewing, I guess, for the the past few years. But yeah, I mean, it's, for me, you know, it's been a cartoon that myself and also um, our DP, Ian Hussey, um, you know, we both kind of grew up on this and we've loved it for a long time. And yeah, it's just been one of those things, you know, over the past 10, 20 years, I think every kind of nerd will have points where they're like, oh man, I'd love to see, this property like be made as a movie whether it's like halo or or something whatever it is and there's always been like in the back of my mind like batman beyond right like that's something that i'd love to see
2: um and it's kind of just led to now
1: where it's like you know we didn't want to wait any longer basically so
2: i would love to talk with you your inspiration for tech because again i think of that cartoon world and it's very blocky but then when I look at the art behind you and when I, when the title card was up uh, and there was a zoom in on the suit, that suit almost looks like a Dune still suit. You know what I mean? So where are you thinking, what is this tech world? How cyberpunky, neon are you going? Where are your, where are those influences coming from?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think um, obviously with Batman Beyond, like what makes it so Different than other Batman iterations is that futuristic setting and and timeline. So yeah, tech is a big part of what we've talked about on the project. Um, and it's yeah, funny that you mentioned Dune because I think you know for myself and again for for Ian and many others, um, you know, Denis will know what he's doing with the new Dune movies and also Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Like those are huge inspirations. And we also definitely want to capture. A lot of the art style from the original cartoon, of course, and also some of the comics. Um, so I think it's about finding a balance between the two, and also
2: like what's feasible, like re- re- you know, what's feasible for us on our budget too. Has your costume designer made Terry Gillis Terry Gillis's jacket yet? His really cool future jacket. <laughs> Has anyone made that jacket yet?
1: We, we do have some cool costumes for uh, for the characters, like outside of their superhero suits. Um, it's the same idea for us, honestly. It's like we're not necessarily uh, like 100% just carbon copying the show um, because we do want to kind of put our own spin on it. And obviously there are some things that don't translate from like a, like a cartoon and line art you know, drawing form to, to live action. So um, yeah, for, for, for myself, it's always been just a balance of keeping that same feel and inspiration from the cartoon, but then also trying to ground it a little bit more and like how could this tech be or how could this fashion be in the sense of like Terry's normal outfit. So um, it won't be like a carbon copy of his kind of iconic look, but we definitely did keep that in mind and want to keep the overall, I guess, attitude, right. That, that Terry has in that, that costume.
2: Um, the suit was so revolutionary because it was, it still was Batman, but it had those Iron Man elements to it. But funny enough, the way that they drew it, I never made those comparisons as a kid. They now stand yeah. out in my mind. Um, are there other Batman accoutrements you want to add in? Like, is there a Bat car? There doesn't need to be one in the future, but have your team thought about like what would that look like? Well, he yeah, had one I'm in the show, sure, sure. Michael.
0: Oh, I yeah, don't yeah.
2: remember it. I was it, <laughs> it was like a it was like a,
0: it was just like the that, Bat that ship wing in a way. Okay, it was. It was pretty rad. It looked like something out of Blade Runner, but it was cool. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think in terms of like,
1: you know, there's different things. There's gadgets and there's also like vehicles. I think a big thing, of course, is again, scope and like what we can achieve as as a, as a short film, but also like what the story calls for. Because um, I think you don't necessarily want to overstuff um, a short film with, with too many things. And it just becomes more like a Easter egg hunt. You know, you want to you stay uh, to what the story kind of calls for. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of thought into what we can adapt from Terry's kind of more advanced suit. Um, and yeah, like you said, Terry's suit in theory is very advanced. It's almost like an Iron Man suit, but it never really comes across in the cartoon. I think because of the art style again, where it's like, it's drawn more like a, like a almost like a piece of cloth, the cloth suit. So that was definitely something that, um, we kind of brainstormed a long time for, and uh, it's funny because I did spend a lot of time also online just seeing what other fans thought, like in terms of the design. It's like, uh, how does Terry's suit work? H- how would it work if it were in real life? Like, what is it made of? Is it flexible? Is it, is it kind of more hard surface material? And, of course, the uh, the mask is a big, big part. That's probably like the biggest question that fans have, which is how do you adapt that mask? Uh, in the cartoon, you just draw because it's drawing. So you can draw Terry's yeah. expressions on it. But it it's a, it's a big question, and it's something that I, I kind of bounce back and forth a bit in terms of designs. Like, do we show the mouth? Do we not show it? Do we have a see-through mask? So, went through different ideas, and I think we have something that's pretty cool. And obviously, you can see a bit of that in, in the art now, but um, I think that the real kind of test of time will be when we show it in live action. And I'm excited
2: to see what fans will think of that. You don't have to yep. show one reaction. Batman's not showing anybody any face. <laughs> you can show or not show based on what, how you want to tell your story. I'm mm-hmm. letting you know if it just turns, it just like is a thing, and he looks like a dope, just T face, like a Mandalorian guy. Fine. Batman's here to kick ass and take names. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I mean that, that's definitely a big part of it. Like talking to to some some friends of mine, it's like um, I think you know a lot of times people we'll say like, oh, we have to see the eyes, we have to see the face, we have to see all of it for an actor to act. But I think we've seen now over the years, that's not true. Um, And I think there's a lot to say when you kind of leave it to the actors to use uh, what they have and what they don't have to really still sell that performance. So I don't think it's a limitation to not, See
2: the full face. In it. It's so funny that that's even a criticism. You know that all the actors that do movies right now are talking to a ping pong ball anyway. And the movies that are good, no one says, well, you know, they're talking to nothing. Right. So that is the industry standard. That's how mm-hmm. movies get made. That's what yeah. people are doing. They're pretending. So why are we pretending like one's better than the other?
0: Yeah. Well, it's such a funny thing because, like, I, I look on Reddit and I see pictures like this where they're like, mm-hmm. this is how I want my Batman Beyond. And it's essentially just a face with black paint right
2: it looks like um dr manhattan if you will
0: right and then you yeah. have McFarlane who put out this action figure and he took away the mouth and gave these kind of like guyver slits on the side of the face so he this is breathe. exactly
2: what i'm talking about you don't need yeah. to show the bad guys anything i am here to punch you in the face
0: <laughs> it is fascinating yeah,
1: like, meeting this way yeah
0: it's it's such a cool look and i'm like whatever i get i'm all for and uh, i know chris over at uh, GC Five, he does some great work. He actually like just blindly sent me this uh, the Power Rangers movie, a Green Ranger coin. Oh, awesome! Yeah. He like he messaged me. He's like, "Hey, what's your address?" I'm like, "Whoa, there!" <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I want to send you something." And he mailed it to me, and this thing is super rad. And I does love it, it work? Can well, you I have, to, have you I tried to do a Power, Power Ranger? Yet? Yet? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, also, has, just not on camera. I would no, also I like one. Please send me one. I'd like a Red Ranger one, please. <laughs> Thank you. Well, no, I, I loved it too. And the detail that he put, I can never get it on camera, but like the dragon inside there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Super rad. He's making yo-yo
2: slammers and I want one. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm jealous. It's so much
0: bigger than a yo-yo slam. Like this thing is huge. Yeah. I love it, but he's done some great work. And I did talk to him a little bit about the costume and he was telling me some of the stuff he's doing. And I'm like, that sounds amazing. Make it because his power ranger replica costumes I've never seen anybody do that level because he does it in multiple layers. So, like in yeah. the like the movie, you have like the crystal growth look on the helmets. He actually does that, and it's such a cool look. So, um, when I saw that he was making the costume, like I've seen his like two thousand dollar Power Ranger replica costumes. I'm I'm a, I trust whatever he makes. He's, he's going to do. Yeah, I mean, that shout, shout out
1: to Chris. Like as you've been saying, his stuff is incredible. So very excited to kind of showcase finally in the film. Um, especially oh, like once it's stupid. in the film with like the light, proper lighting too, and everything, and the environment, it's gonna, it's gonna look amazing.
2: Well, you probably want, as I talk about this further with you, the suit needs to be flexible because there's gonna be action scenes, I assume, right? Yeah. Like it needs to be something, and I would assume that you also want to capture that suit in camera, correct? You'd like to have these scenes to then add on to them. Okay, cool. Okay,
1: yeah, no, that's uh, a a kind of big important part that i talked to chris about is making sure that the suits work uh functionally for for performers because like as you said we do have some pretty uh, intense action scenes planned um it's going to involve a lot of stunt work a lot of hand-to-hand combat from some great performers um some wire work with rigging wires and yeah we we need to make sure that our performers can obviously perform that safely and comfortably um so yeah I, i think you know one thing I, again i talked to chris about it, is making sure um you know when you're when you're designing costumes for for a film specifically that's like a it's a it's a different subset than just making you know a costume for sake of display right you have to act, you have to take into account like how uh the pieces are going to be to allow flexibility also yeah. um room for the actors to breathe properly and see right. properly so these are all things that you know chris um you know took into account and handled very well so i think uh we're going to see how it works out in in about two three weeks with our performance and hopefully they uh,
2: thank us for (laughs) that i think you're doing i think you're doing a better job than most because you hear horror stories of like oh they put me in the black panther suit and i couldn't do my i couldn't move and it's like Mm -hmm. okay so even the fact that you're thinking about it in the early planning stages is great
0: yeah and to uh, to go for people who don't know who who he is uh, gc5fx i'm going to just pull up his page this is the pink ranger suit that he posted just a few days Few days ago, but no, back in October. He doesn't post a lot, apparently. Um, <laughs> but this suit, if you look at the detail he puts yeah. on these things, it's movie quality. Yeah. Like across the board. So if this is the level of work that he's doing just for his, his own personal stuff, I cannot wait to see what he does. Like this is his Batfleck cowl, and it has the same texture as the real one, which is Sh- show me that nineties show me that nineties Robin suit. Oh, the BVS Robin? No, or the,
2: the other Robin. No, show me the Chris O'Donnell rod. Yeah, All right, Chris O'Donnell rod. Uh, that's the gun he used to heat up the water when Batman turned into an ice block. Yeah, the really
0: convenient weapon that you pull out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's laser pistol, the plot ammo weapons that they had in those movies. Super fun stuff. Wow. But one thing I wanted to bring up uh, specifically for you, um, you shared on your socials the other day a a video, and you talked about this on the Kickstarter, mm-hmm. and you shared this uh, video of the the screen room, the yes. the LED walls. I have been blown away by this technology from the beginning. And seeing that you guys are rendering this stuff and getting it loaded up like this is just absolutely fantastic. Um, I You sent me some of the concept art, some of the, the pictures that you guys are doing for the movie. Um, I like that you built the juice bar. I like that you built this world aside from everything from the ground up to give it, you that, that comic fan Mm -hmm. original vibe that everyone has. Um, I am, I am all for this. I, I love what you're doing with it. And the story that you're doing is very simple, right? I mean, it's, it's Batman on patrol and the Royal flesh gang is out and,
1: I, yeah, I, I don't want I don't want to give any spoilers yeah, away. But yeah, you
0: it, obviously can't. Uh, but like what you pitched on the the Kickstarter, I I personally loved the Royal Flesh Gang. I loved their look. I loved their designs. I loved every time they appear on screen, except for that one time on Arrow, which they did they did them dirty. But I won't
1: say anything about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I I always thought the Royal Flesh Gang was such a cool concept because it reminded me of like a futuristic version of the Red Hood Gang, where you just if you lose a player, you just replace them, and mm-hmm. then the moniker yeah. passes on to someone else. That's and again, super cool
2: very iconic Batman Beyond villains those suits what are they you know what I mean that same sort of idea uh we don't need to go into it again with those but again that same aesthetic from the world transfers over you know they are Batman Beyond's villains they are kind of look like him what kind of power suits do they have on
1: yeah no I mean you know we we, we haven't shown anything yet for for those um because you know it, it's a balance like we don't want to reveal too much uh early yeah. on but but yeah that was also another kind of fun exploration um that actually uh, artist Adam Lee was, was helping out for those where we kind of were figuring out like, how do we you know, keep those iconic elements from the show, especially like the colors and, and the icons. But also we wanted to really uh, build out the Flush Gang as something, again, a little bit more, um, I know people throw the word grounded a lot, but it's, it's something a little more believable in like how they would operate in, a real cyberpunk city, you know, if this were in the future. So we do have some changes to those that uh, I think we still keep the spirit of the original costumes, but we do kind of have uh, an edge to them that I think will be pretty cool to see, especially in the fights. We don't have to talk
2: about casting if you don't want to, but I do want to know, have you cast a dog yet? (laughs) Is
0: Ace the Bat-Hound? Are you doing, (laughs) are you going to have a dog? That'll be in the post credit scene. Okay, (laughs) okay. uh, (laughs) So with your action designer, Jay Kwan, I saw um, when his name came up, I'm like, I know who this guy is. Let me see why I've seen him. Um, he worked on Shang-Chi, um, mm-hmm. the new Knights of the Zodiac movie, which I am super excited about. And I don't think enough people are talking about. Yeah. Um, he also worked on Iron Fist and the Punisher. Like he's got some good stuff under his belt. And I'm, I'm really excited that, that he's helping you make this project. Cause his, his work is fantastic. And I, I always thought Batman A good Batman story has good action. And to me, the Chris Nolan movies were fantastic, but Batman fought like a weirdo and I couldn't get behind how he fought in those movies. And then you had Zack Snyder who blew it out of the water with that warehouse scene, which is the pinnacle of Batman fighting on film. Yeah. Um, Which, What are you trying to go for? Is is it going to be just like a one-on-one fight or Batman's going to fight more than one person? Or what can you tell us about what you're doing with him?
1: Yeah, so the action is honestly like one of the things I'm most excited about um just because uh the team is phenomenal and um you know we we've, we've been rehearsing, we've been doing previz and the things that these guys are coming up with is it's just crazy like like my honestly like my mind is blown seeing them work. Um but yes, I agree. Like action is is a big part of Batman and you know Terry is is so different than than Bruce in, in the way that he fights being it, it's a it's a whole new person. It's a it's in the future. So that was something that we wanted to showcase in a very cool and unique way. Um, I would say that, you know, we, we definitely do take inspiration from, uh, I guess, how um, intense and uh, like into it. The, the BVS fight was uh, with, with that fight. um Okay. But uh, it will, I'll say it may not be as uh, large scale in terms of how many opponents he's fighting. Right. but we definitely are going to keep that same ferocity in the fighting and also the fighting style is different you know terry is a younger much more uh, not you know i wouldn't say more athletic but he's a much more uh, agile right he's, he's like a almost more acrobatic in the fighting style that we've seen in the cartoon so hmm. that's something we want to capture um just in the way that he fights and um and also with the suit that he has so yeah it, it's going to be very cool i'm gonna be fighting. Uh, I'll say it's a few people but it won't be like a giant crowd. But okay. yeah, we have we have hand-to-hand combat, we have him using gadgets, we have the villains also using different gadgets to keep up with him. So, it's going to be
2: it's going to be cool. Yeah, for sure. But that was also the point of Batman Beyond that you could now have a smaller Batman because the suit is going to also elevate yeah, those fine. things. Yeah. yeah. Regular Batman sacrificed his whole life, has to go trade all the time and, you know, plunge and cry about his parents. He was the only physically person. And eventually, I mean, look, at, by the time we see him in Batman Beyond, he walks with a cane. I mean, he can barely, you know what I mean? Every time it it's funny watching that show now, watching other animated show like, you know, my hero academia and i think back of those shows when when bruce wayne comes out again it's like oh when that one time all might did one more fight there was one more fight inside of him and it's like right he walks with the cane now he's broken yeah.
0: and one thing i always love because terry mcginnis is like 16 17 he's supposed to be really young but the suit makes him overpowered he in the tv show he does fight more like nightwing than he fought like batman mm-hmm. because yeah. the suit gives him that added like his weight is down but it makes him physically stronger. So he's a lot more agile. So yeah. I always love that. But the jet boosters too and the wings. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a lot more acrobatic
2: in the fighting, which I think Yeah, is. and it's it's Something always super fun.
0: You. And I so is I have so many questions I have that I know you won't answer. Don't <laughs> make
2: him answer it, okay? He just said jet boosters and uh wings. Wings, I know he said jet boosters okay? and wings, yeah. I know. We haven't <laughs> talked about his invisible camouflage, which of course is going to be there because it's going to look great on film, but we're not confirming or denying that right now.
0: I always see that like, the way you do it is just no different than like Harry Potter. You just don't show anything for a while, then all of a sudden, boop! Here I am, like, or <laughs> or you go full predator and just have this like blurry silhouette running around. But either way, um, is one thing I want to ask: is your is your Terry is he still a teenager or is he now a young adult? He he's still a teenager.
1: More, uh, you know, like for me, when trying to think about how to write Terry and like what age to do him and also his peers, um, I, I, we did age him up a little bit. So we're, we're saying that he's kind of 18, um, okay. but he's still gonna be in high school. And you know, our story is not like, it's not an origin story. So we are taking place a few months into him already having been Batman. So that way um, we don't have to necessarily spend time in a short film with so little time trying to like explain things and, and pick up the momentum. Like we're starting in the thick of it already. So he's a little bit older than, you know, he would be at the start of the cartoon. But that again allows us to i think um buy into the fact that he is a little bit more experienced and he knows how to fight a little bit more now it's um crazy but we do want she- to obviously keep that high school teenage element because th- that's that's yeah. what makes the show what it is right, right. like it has yeah. that peter parker um element to it right it's like how do you how do you balance the life of, of a high schooler with the life of a new um superhero so that's an important part that we want to keep um it's not you know, one thing I want to say that the film, it's not just about the action. It really is about the character of Terry, the drama there, and also him discovering relationships and how to juggle that. Um, So again, I I don't want to reveal too much, but, you know, one important part is his relationship with uh, Melanie. Um, And so, yeah, we we want to keep that, uh, that kind of conflict of interest there from being a high schooler in, in our film. Yeah.
2: When you talk about these archetypes like this, every nerd show is about high school aged blank and we see them at the local cat. I mean, from, from Wednesday, I mean, just down the line it's this idea over and over again. Uh, When you were saying all of that, I was so blown away that I'm so happy that you're picking up this mantle. It's crazy that no one has broken down Batman beyond and those type of archetypes, because that is so a thing. And when you hear about those things, it's like, right. Even though it is Batman in the future, we are still dealing with, the, the same things same we have things. to deal with, the things that hurt our lives, the things that we're still dealing with today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what made the, um, you know, original cartoon so relatable for, for kids growing up. Right. Cause it is about um, a kid, a kid Batman, so to speak. So, and obviously that there are Robins and other things like that, but uh, I think having like a, this specific scenario that they made with Terry was again, very relatable for kids. So that's something we want to keep that same energy for, for kids and teenagers now, but also of course,
0: adults like us who've grown up with yeah. it and still kind of I mean, yearn for that. So. Batman Beyond came out, what, 24 years ago? I was a middle schooler, like a, like eighth grade. It was like right before we started high school, that that show premiered and it was fantastic. You did say something though that um, may, may be a spoiler, but also not if you actually watch the show. You said that his uh, the love interest was Melanie and that was Melanie Walker, the uh, 10 from the Royal mm-hmm. Flush Gang, which was a plot point. Um, Spoiler is, this, I'm
1: just kidding <laughs> that's is Dana
0: in the sh- in the show too is there gonna be like a love triangle angle or is it just he and Dana broke up because she can't deal with his crap anymore like she did repeatedly in the show
1: <laughs> yeah I mean you know for us it, it's again like trying to figure out how to balance like what you know everything we would want to do if this were a bigger project and also what we can feasibly do as a short so mm-hmm. for, for now we don't you know have an on-screen Dana but again it's not like that's not because we don't want the character, it's more just we have to kind of pick and choose what we can uh, right. do, you know, like quality over quantity here. So we right, right. focus like on the characters that we can really just spend time on. So in this p- specific story that we're doing, I will say that we are focusing more just on, on Terry and, and Dana.
0: Um, and, and that'll tie into the fight as well. So, you know, it right. kind of works out more that way.
2: Was there ever a Robin introduced in the Batman Beyond world?
0: In the comics, yes, not in the uh, the show. What's the suit look like? The Batman Beyond Robin? Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find it in the comics. It, it looks essentially like I mean what you'd expect. In, in the movie the years go like a different way. No, let me just save you. Uh, I'll let me pull it up real fast. It, okay. it was um was I think it was his brother that became it. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was right. Terry's uh it was Matthew who became Robin in the comic. Mm-hmm. Um and I hate the internet sometimes. He just followed his brother, followed his brother to the Batcave one day. Well, no, I mean, for people who who did, who actually watch it, this shouldn't be a spoiler, but I'm going to throw it up there anyways. Spoiler alert, um, in Justice League Unlimited, they had the epilogue to Batman Beyond, and they actually canonized that Terry is the genetic offspring of Bruce Wayne. And that was because of the Cadmus Project, Amanda Waller. She decided that the best way to make sure Batman kept existing was to make another Batman. So she had basically uh, found Terry's parents um, and overwrote the dad's DNA to basically be um, same as Bruce Wayne's. That's straight out of dude. That's a breeding program. That's that's insane. So the comics, they kind of – Amplified this by saying, Oh, so if Terry is Batman's offspring, so is his brother Matthew. Oh, so here is Robin wow. Beyond. That's what he looked like. Shue. Cool. Yeah. Shue. <laughs> <laughs> so they did have that in the comics and it was pretty cool. And I think uh in the comics, even Terry died and then Matthew became Batman. So I think that was mm. a thing they did at one point too. Sure, sure. But I don't know. I, I love the that's, show and the that's comics. And the future, stuff. If this yeah. film picks up. <laughs> <laughs> that's way later, way later. Yeah. But um There was so much to to unpack there. I love it so much that the the Batman Beyond universe is getting this kind of love. Yeah. Um, I can see absolutely why you're doing Royal Flush Game. That's super fun. Uh,
2: What are the other villains? I have Ink Fangirl in my name. That's one of the standout villains. You know, in terms of animation, it felt like an anime fight. The way that that moved, it didn't feel like a classic. What are the other Batman uh, Beyond villains that you enjoy?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's like so much to to play from. Yeah, when when I was trying to decide like, like who to go with, you know, Ink as you mentioned is it's it's a, she's a very fun character because you can do so much with her creatively um, mm-hmm. fights and they explored some of that in the show and I think, you know, if we were to do this now as a live action there's also like there's just so much more. I mean, it's almost like a I guess you can say like a venom in a way, the, the, how fluid her her, you know, movement and attacks could be. Um but yeah, I was, you know, I would say I considered a lot of the different villains in the show um but it, it for this one specifically it, it kind of came down to like who could we pick that would not just act as a good action scene but someone who could service the story for developing terry as a character and i think the royal flush gang was the best choice in this case because we do have that element of 10 and melanie so um that was a kind of reasoning for for selecting the royal flush gang i think they they work not again not just to not just to provide action scenes, but also to provide a good sense of story and character development for Terry. But yeah, if you know, if this were a feature, if this were a trilogy, you know, whatever it is, I would love to explore other characters. I would love to see Blight kind of fleshed out as a you know over
0: overarching villain. Um, White was such a cool design. He's got this like, uh, what is he, uh, the atomic skull vibe to him?
1: Yeah, and and such of course cool it character. just fits well
0: because he ties in with with
1: Bruce Wayne specifically in the story as well.
0: Yeah. Um, um, one that I truly loved was their version of Scarecrow. Scare, Scare Scarecrow, uh, Spellbinder was such a oh, cool yeah. design. Like the the red spiral suit was just super cool looking, and the whole like, essentially like the non fear toxin hallucinations I thought was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he's and, another um, character that you can just kind of play around
1: with so much creatively. Yeah. Like like if you were to adapt into live action, like you could you could play with the visual so much, make it super trippy, like very just i don't know like like mind warping um yeah so yeah and there, then you've, there's got, a lot there.
0: you've got shriek you've got um that kid who can control that robot thing the golem thing that was super cool
1: yeah yeah shriek's um, another one that i would love to see kind of fleshed out you know his story in, in the show is a little bit short but i think like if if you kind of gave him the time to you know maybe change his arc a bit you could do something really cool because yeah i mean a villain who is dealing with sound and, and audio that's like the perfect medium in live action, right? It's like, like think about like a sound designer can just go crazy with that. It's like, have fun, right? It's like, like do do things that are crazy and scary and creative with how um, he interacts with Batman. So yeah, yeah, Shriek, I think would also be a very cool villain set to play with.
0: And, and I've always kind of felt Shriek has got some of the best futuristic designs on the show. Like he, right. he actually is one of the characters that had the design that screamed future. Yeah, Everyone future else I'm like, character. I could see Batman fight this guy, but he was the only character that looked like he belonged in the future. Yeah. Such a cool. Game. Uh
2: you wanted to see a Batman Beyond thing. You are manifesting it into reality in another universe. There's another project you work on. What other things rattle in your brain that you're like, man, I wish there was this thing because you might make it one day. So what other things rattle around in your brain?
1: Oh, there, there, there's too much. You know, I would say there, there's a lot of like original stories that would be cool to make into features, but when it comes to adaptations, um Honestly, like, talking again to, to our DP, Ian, uh, we both are huge hands of Halo. And, you know, there's the Paramount series now, but really we would love to turn it into something more like a like a feature trilogy, right? something that has like a giant, giant movie budget. Um, yeah. I think you can do a lot with that. I love the, obviously, the games, but also a lot of the Halo books growing up were, were something that I read. So um, there's a lot to explore with Halo. And what else is there? Uh, Bioshock. I would love to turn Bioshock. Mm-hmm into just, again, like a, a mega scale, uh, trilogy. Uh, I mean, the games write themselves already, they already have like a perfect storyline, so it, it wouldn't be difficult to adapt in terms of the writing. So I think yeah, and, for that, it really just is a matter of the budget and what you can get. Yeah. from
2: it. Well, but we're in a world where the last of us show did f- performed substantially better than I think anybody thought. And to be honest. Bioshock is it. And if you could up the budget of one of these shows and you're right, it would probably have to be pretty significant, but they would build that stuff. And you know, a big daddy on screen is going to look good. It's just going to have that game of Thrones vibe.
1: Yeah. Definitely a lot to do there. And like I said, like the, the stories they you know wrote for Bioshock are already perfect. So it's like, it's, it's like, it's just waiting there (laughs) to be mined.
0: (laughs) It is. It is. It's super cool. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask, and I know this is, you said before, quantity, uh, quality over quantity. And um, are we going to see the Batcave? Are we going to see the the trophies? The Even as an Easter egg form, like just behind Bruce, are we going to get to see, like, just his wall of all the stuff he kept? Like the illegal confiscature of villains' weapons?
1: I, I will say that, as of now, that is a, a TBD. It, it is something that I do want to show, Um it's a matter of what capacity we can do that right and so the the better the kickstarter does the more it leans towards being able to show more um so yeah it is something that we've talked about and thought about and we do have some ideas for how how we can show that um in a kind of more limited and controlled way but um yeah i I think it it depends again on on what we can achieve in the time that we have um so yeah it's on our list and i hope that we
2: can you know you can do it. List. Just use the tricks from the thirties to get, get the penny, get the playing card. That's all you need. Just the, pe- yeah. the, the penny and the playing card.
0: And the T-Rex. <laughs> and the and the t-rex. That <clears throat> but on that note, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, we said that we would, we would try to wrap it around this point. So um, as we wrap, is there anything that you want to say the fans, anything that you want to bring up, anything that you want to say, thank you or yeah, I mean, encouragement wise?
1: Yeah, I think uh, again. If there's if there's any Batman Beyond fans, and I know you guys are out there, so you know I hope you guys can check out the Kickstarter. This is ultimately just a project by fans for the fans, and I, I think it's gonna be something really special, something on a scale that you know you don't see other fan films at. So um, if you like action, we've got that. If you got if you like drama, if you like romance, we have that. And if you're just a fan of comic books, superheroes, and or just filmmaking in general, again, I hope you. Take the time to check out the campaign, um, and yeah, anything helps. You know, even even a dollar, ten dollars, like all that adds up, right? So the, the way I see it, if a thousand Batman fans around the world even donate a dollar each, that's that's still a thousand towards our goal. So, um, anything helps out a lot, and yeah, I'm very excited to to show what we have for shooting soon, and then we're going to be speeding through post production. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait just to show all the fans out there, and also people who aren't fans online, all around the world, what we have in store.
0: Well, thank you again, Michael, for joining us. Uh, Again, for everyone at home who's watching this on their screen, go ahead, scan that QR code, head over to the Kickstarter. Um, If you go to kickstarter.com, just type in Batman Beyond Year one you will find it if you don't want to scan the QR code. But head over there, support the project, and help this team give us the Batman Beyond film that The studio has squandered for the better part of two decades so let's make this thing happen and let's make it happen the way we all hope it is and for those of you at home who do support us you can head over to our patreon help us keep the lights on for ourselves a big thank you to everyone who does currently support us i have been your host taylor murphy my co-host michael santel and again thank you for joining us and we will see you all next time